Well, I officially cannot watch that many drum corps shows in a row in one sitting. Yeah. Dude, it's way more fun to just sit at home and watch them on flow and grill out and eat some food and have some drink than sitting in the stadium seat for however many hours that we were there on semifinals night. We weren't even there that long semifinals. No, we, we just we watched did, the top nine. We only watched the top nine semifinals night in the stadium. They're pretty good seats, too. Like, on the 40, like, pretty pretty, pretty high up so we could see everything and hear everything really well. Yeah, we were in the middle. Yep. And uh, I looked at you at one point. I think a friend of ours was sitting with us, too. I was like, man, how did we do 15 groups last year for semis? Well, I looked over, and you were, like, yawning. I was like tired and you're like i'm bored and we've watched three shows i can't i can't do it dude yeah it gets it's so samey like it, every drum corps show is different but at the end of the day like it's just the drum corps show yeah you're and... just trying to soak it all in but it's mentally taxing it's enjoyable like i was like all right there's a lot of great stuff happening but yeah but at the same time i was like i, I could really use like watch two shows go do something else for 45 minutes come back watch two more shows and it's probably different outside but like inside the stadium like where we were it's you can hear it better on the stream um yeah probably i would i would say that's probably the case if you're outside i mean there's no way it's completely different in person but yeah and i'm sure if we were a little bit lower it would have been different but yeah those tickets are expensive (laughs) yes yes they are but uh so before we go any further welcome everyone to the aged out podcast with your host mike fantini and evan worrell and before we move forward, I want to give you an update on uh, the podcast services we're trying to get this put on. What, what? Yeah, right? Finally. <laughs> Finally got the ball rolling on that. Uh, we're officially on Podbean. Um, Podbean, B-E-A-N. If you don't know what that is, it's a podcast listening service that you can download the app on your phone. Uh, that way, you no longer have to have YouTube up on your phone or computer screen to listen to this. You can just turn your phone screen off after you play it like you're listening to to music on Spotify or something on your phone. That's pretty cool. But then we're also still in the process of, of getting approval and everything for iTunes. There's apparently like a glitch in the system that a lot of people are experiencing when making podcast submissions where it just keeps kicking. Every time you hit submit, it just keeps kicking you back to the login screen. Yeah, we'll so figure I, it out. I got to try again soon or, or just to call Apple and sit on the phone with them and see if they have a solution figured out at this point. But Sounds terrible. Yeah, it's going to be annoying. Hopefully it just fixes itself. But we'll try again this week and see what we can get with that. And then on top of that, uh, please be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, follow us on Instagram. Uh, like us on Facebook. All of it, just look look up Aged Out Podcast. And Post a few videos of our lots. We didn't record them all, but I recorded yeah, we some. Yeah, took less videos this year than we did last year at uh, DCI Finals. Just kind of wanted to soak them all in. Yeah, there was this year overall was a much much better marching percussion year than last year. Oh, yeah, like every lot you were going to, it's a I lot felt of good like stuff. you would go from group, then they'd be playing well, and you go to the next group, and they'd be playing well, and you go to the next group. I was like, wow, man, this like, is awesome. It's it's like we predicted early in the early season. It's, it wasn't really a dogfight because Vanguard kind of separated themselves, and I kind of agree with that, we'll from, talk a, about that in a from an entire percussion package, but there was it was splitting hairs. Like I do not envy the jobs of DCI percussion judges this year because so many groups were so good. And don't let me forget, when we get to talking about how Vanguard won drums, I want to talk about their yeah, we'll get sustained there. dominance yeah. in in this realm at some point. I don't want to forget to do that. Uh, but so, yeah, so semifinals, we went in, watched the shows, got to soak in the whole production. Um, 
kind of got to see people playing on the move, which some people you could hear. I don't know if that's just tuning or just clarity or cutting. I think it's all of the above. Some of people you could hear really well, and some you could hear okay. Uh, and then finals day, we just got to roam the lot and see everybody up close and personal. Yeah, it was a good time. But uh, there was something I noticed. A lot of groups almost, and I don't know if this was tuning and just being farther away, but a lot. some groups I noticed I, I thought were cleaner on the move than they were standing still in the lot. And obviously, you had to pick one. You want to be better on the move because that's what you're getting judged on. But that's usually rare to see that. And I've heard people say it in the past. That this Well, this group's better on the move, and I've always been skeptical. It's like it's real hard to say, too, just because when you're up close and personal, you can really nitpick. Oh, yeah. Which was the case with a couple groups, for sure. And versus like hearing them far away, some of those ticks that you hear up close, they just, don't, so they just don't come out, yeah. No, you just don't hear them. You're not going to hear that from our vantage point in the stadium or in the, in the audience. The no. judge might, but maybe I can, if, get, if see if I can get a hold of those tapes. Yeah, we already, <laughs> we already heard Crown semifinals tape, which was immaculate. I listened to their finals tape, too. You it did? was really good. <laughs> Jeez. It was really good. He called like two ticks. That's how semifinals was. And too. like one was in like the pit or something. <laughs> Jeez, third place. But anyway, uh, well, you want to talk about who we saw now? Yeah, sure. Let's. You want to use the finish? How they finished in order, or how they finished in drum order? Uh, let's do drum order because in this we'll use the finals recap because I think there was a little bit of shifting on some of the other days, like. 4-5 flip-flop or 10-11 flip-flop or things like that. Yeah. Um, but 12th place in drums making their first final appearance in court history was the Mandarins. And that's awesome. That's really good for them. Uh, I got them mixed up with the Academy at one point this weekend. Is it, both those <laughs> Cal- out West Coast groups. like Because I know the Academy, I think, made finals for the first time like two years ago or something. Maybe. I was like, I'm not well, sure on that, but that's how I was. Right. I was getting confused. And uh, it's really good for that core. Um, we watched them in the lot on semis day a little bit, and again on finals day. Uh, they were solid. They I mean, had a fun vibe, man. They were playing. Uh, it was an interesting book. It was very musical, and there's a lot of space. Uh, I dug it. Yeah. They made finals for the first time, and even past Phantom on finals night ended up in 10. Which, jeez, we'll talk about that in a minute. Probably not we, great for Phantom, we, we but to Phantom, good for Mandarin. We'll talk about that, but I did. I wasn't a huge fan of the snare drum tuning. Uh, it was they were on those Mapex drums, weren't they? Yeah. Yeah. And it's just... Most of the groups on Mapex, I wasn't a fan of. <laughs> well, yeah. Of but, the tuning. Yeah, the yeah. The playing can be fine. But, yeah, so Mandarin's was cool to see. I wasn't, I wasn't, they, I wasn't they super... Had a more, they, had, they had a challenging book. We'll, we'll kind of use this to leapfrog, but I think Mandarin's book was definitely, like, one of the harder between, like, the bottom two there, them and Crossman in finals. Oh, yeah, Mandarin's book but Mandarin's was way gave harder. gave up way more ticks. Correct. Yeah. Crossman ticked less, but their book was way easier. Which Crossman was eleventh. That's probably accurate. I yeah. mean you could make an argument that Crossman should have beaten Phantom in percussion because Phantom was tenth, right? Yeah, Phantom was tenth. Crossman was cleaner than Phantom for sure. Yes. But it had to just be content. Uh well. Let's see here. Actually Phantom was ninth in drums, which Who was tenth? Blue Stars were tenth. Oh. Well Which Phantom and Blue Stars both beat Crossman in content, but Crossman beat Blue stars in achievement. Yeah, so, so I mean, all right. I don't believe that Phantom was cleaner than Crossman on the field. I'd have to hear the tape for sure, but in my mind, no, I don't think that's accurate. Yeah, from either. what I've heard throughout the season and what I saw in the lot, um, there's no way Phantom was cleaner than Crossman on the move no. or standing still. No. Yeah, it's just, but you never know. Judges can be 
judges can like not get on the field for a little while, and they happen to come out right when the one t- dude happens to have their one tick of the run. So it's like, oh well, they're not. You know what I mean? And yeah. It's just, it all it's all hit or miss on when they can get out there or when they choose to get out there to get right in front of them, and like you can nail an entire phrase. And then right as the judge comes out, you just somebody just happens to take an attack on something, and then they just assume because they didn't hear the whole phrase before it, they could potentially assume, oh well, they must have been doing that the whole yeah. time. I just wasn't out here, so it can be unfortunate in that regard. But I've seen a, I have a lot of a big large sample of of Crossman, Blue Stars, and Phantom across the last two or three weeks, and Crossman was definitely cleaner than Phantom and Blue Stars. Book yeah, not as hard. Better- they just had a better blend too, like yeah. watching them warm up. Really enjoyed Crossman's vibe or their like ensemble balance. Mm-hmm. Just wish they could play. They had a little bit of harder notes, but uh, I'll take year. the clean. Maybe yeah. next year I'll take the clean. Um, uh, which then we didn't. Blue Stars were above them, which we didn't really watch much of Blue Stars to be not honest. Not a whole lot. Uh, just the way things worked out and who we needed to go see and where we needed to be at certain times. A like lot we, of times and performance times and. Sticking around to try to catch more of one group and just, yeah, you got to make sacrifices. Yep, yep. But I can't really speak too much on Blue Stars other than the fact that. That's probably around the placement. From what I've seen earlier in the season, that's probably around the placement that I would have pegged them to finish at the end. Yeah. 10th place, 10th, 9th, 10th, 11th, somewhere in there. That was just weird. And the weird part about the show was the music. I I liked the music. And the I liked everything they were doing musically. The show concept was dumb. (laughs) Yeah, I was like, this is weird. It's about wood. The now and present or future carpenter or something. I was like, sweet. They have a you bunch got... of t- like they had like four tarps across the field and dude, everybody had tarps. That's oh so stupid, gosh. so dumb. Because not only did I see a little video clip of a trumpet player in the Blue Stars tripping over a tarp marching backwards, he was a ninja and like did a backwards roll right back up onto his feet and got right back in, which was super cool to see someone do. But the tarp should never have been there in the freaking first place for him to trip over anyway. And then. F- so apparently, somebody Cavaliers base five fell. His, his finals base, night. His base five. I th- that's what I. That's one what of the base drummers. One of the base drummers fell. Finals night tripped over a over tarp. A tarp. Uh, I would be so mad as a performer if I fell on finals night because we chose to have stupid tarps over the over yeah, the football field. There was a lot of tarps. It's. I don't. I think most people had tarps. Just, I know we've we're broken record on this. Drum cord stop, needs to stop trying to be WGI. Well, in the Quit. Cavaliers instance, at least their tarps were like. I guess functional or like thematic or used yeah. well with the show. Like the Blue Stars, they just sat there and they were pictures it was like of a piece. Of, it's like a picture of a piece of wood with wood sitting on it. I'm like, what? Yeah, it didn't make sense to me. And then they had them taped down with that neon green tape too that like stuck. Yeah, out. at least <laughs> somebody, try and get somebody else that... commented on. I was like, mm, who got that tape? Somebody in the admin messed some, up there. Some intern bought the wrong color tape. <laughs> some intern came back and. Got a scolding for that one. Lime green tape on the field. <laughs> Jeez. So then so it went Blue Stars, then Phantom, right? Yeah. So, Which, all right, Phantom is one I want to talk. I, I was super scared for a minute when I saw <laughs> Phantom on semifinals day before we went inside. Because, so Phantom's baseline, just like last year, I'll preface with this first. Their baseline was... the By far the best section of the battery. And was, by, by the standards of all of DCI Division One baselines, was very, very good. One of the better ones, I think. Their quad line was above average, I thought. Well, when they had only four, five of them, four. Yeah, when there's only five of them playing. Five of them. Their quad line was solid. But we walked up, and they're playing some book chunks and stuff on semifinals day. And it was probably the worst thing I've ever heard a Division One snare line, or a world-class top-12 snare line play. On Somebody was day. having a rough warm-up. 
I, it was more. It was more than one person. Like it was. It was. I. Nip, I, I don't even know. We basically went back finals day to give them redemption. And, and it was way better. Yeah, it was way That's better. That's where I'm going with this. Way and better. I, I, I was like, like, I was like, shoo. Thank God. <laughs> they were just some. It, I don't know, man. They were just not vibing. Sometimes you can have one person in the snare line or whatever section you're in just blowing up at some point or another. We did but have it, somebody blow up in our semifinals lot in 09 a couple times. So I was like. So I mean, but this was more. This wasn't even like. Like, oh, they're just ticking some attacks or overplaying some roles. Like, it was... stuff was out. As a nine-person snare line, whole phrases where multiple people were not playing with each other. Yeah. Or even close to it. Like, it was... And I wouldn't even say it was where we were standing, because I was walking around. Yeah, we walked around all in front of them to see if it was an angle (laughs) thing. And they had those weird... Like, there's a few groups that are using those new Remo heads. They're, like, batter... I don't know what they are. Like, batter, soft, but they sound, like, super muted. couple groups. A couple groups... Had them sounding pretty decent, but like I didn't care for Phantom Snare Drum tuning. I was like, this is very low and boxy and wet. And I was just like, so oh. needless to say, though, we're not just sitting here just like crapping on Phantom Snare Line because they redeemed themselves. They played well. Finals, day. finals, a lot. Like, yeah. we came back and like, all right, we have to give this another shot. Which, if you're gonna pick between the two, all right, if I'm gonna have. To, if I'm, if I'm definitely gonna go out. Yeah. High. If I'm gonna blow up on semis or finals, I'm gonna choose to do it on semis, but. Thank God, because I I felt so much better for those nine kids. Yeah. After I was like, just right, for the whole battery. Just... All right. <laughs> that was a fluke yesterday. They're not. They weren't. That's not indicative of what they were. Yeah. Uh, they're much much better than that. And I. But I think. And still, they were much better than they were last year. It, taking finals lot and throwing out semis. I would say that their drum line in general was better than they were yes, last year. I would agree with that. They, it was a it was a cleaner line in last seasons. Although um, they're tuning. Gosh, get rid of those heads, please. <laughs> But um, so stick with the white max, black max, yeah, if you're Remo. Even saying they had a much better finals warm up, and I'm assuming probably better finals run. Bottom of the bottom four, probably in the top twelve, is probably where I would, where I would. Uh, I would have blue stars and cross my head of them. Probably. I probably would have had them ahead of Mandarins. Mandarins ticked. Eh, yeah, but Phantom had a hard. I think goal. I would have had Phantom in eleventh, and yeah. then have blue stars in tenth, and then Crossman in ninth. Uh. Next up from Phantom Regiment would be the old BK. So this is where it gets crazy. Dude. (laughs) Blue Knights were phenomenal. Yeah. This is like... And they're in ninth place. And it's not necessarily... Eighth. And that's not necessarily a testament to judges messing up, I think. There were that many really, really good groups. They might have been the cleanest drumline I heard in like... In the lot yesterday? Top to bottom in the lot. Maybe. Like, just the fewest ticks. Yeah, there was. We watched their warm up exercises and the first handful of book chunks before we moved on and went and watched cadets. But they play triplet roles that make me want to like take a nap. Yeah, feels so good. Yeah, they start from literally nothing. The crescendo and the crescendo is perfect, and the blend is perfect, mm. and then it gets so high, like all the way up to their eyeballs. It makes me smile just thinking about it. And it was the fact that they're in ninth place is a testament to eighth. Stop saying ninth. I'm saying ninth because they went on. That was the first group we saw they were, inside. Their core was, yeah. Ninth. That's why I keep saying ninth. But it's a testament. Like, the standard is going up. Like, it used to be you'd have, like, three or four really solid groups at the end. Blue Stars this year, or Blue Knights this year, would have been, like, a top three or four drum line when I marched. Yeah, easily. <laughs> easily. Same yeah. same one. I mean, I was marching this roughly the same time you were. So, yeah, I mean, it would have easily been a top three or four percussion section. And they finished... Eighth. Yeah. 
dude, that's nuts. Yeah, they they deserve all the credit in the world. That the t- drum they they make Mapex drums sound better than anybody else. They make them sound better, but let's not get rid of them. Agreed. I thought they were gonna go Yamaha this year because Broken City and that whole connection or whatever. Well, Broken but City was Tama because Roger Carter's a. I'm Tama pretty sure guy. they were Yamaha this year though. Maybe I have to double check that. I'm almost. Right. I'm. I'm. I'm you, fairly. You certain. pay attention to that stuff more than I do. I'm so fairly yeah. certain that Broken City is Yamaha. But anyway, uh, so Blue Knights were great. Cadets were seventh, dude. Cadets show, man. That's my favorite I show. Loved it. That's my favorite Absolutely show. Absolutely loved it, dude. They just come out the gate, run and gun. It's like just the whole show, the whole core watching inside. That was probably my favorite show of final or semifinals night. Just watching them run and gun the, the field. Their show is my favorite just show of the entire summer. Run their balls off, playing, just throwing down. It's just so much energy. Like, we were four minutes into their show, and I don't think the battery had taken a step size smaller than eight to five. Dude, they just at ran. any point. It like, they awesome. didn't stop. And if it was a hole, it was like a five or six count hole. Somebody sitting around is like, no skinny people in that car. I was yeah, like, right. Or no fat people in that no, car. Yeah. I was like, yep, no way. Good Lord. And then they played the whole singer suite, throwback to 93. It was just so nostalgic because yeah. I started to get in. When I started getting a drum corps, those like early 90s, mid 90s, and then like early 2000s cadets were just like the videos that I watched. Oh, yeah. It was just running and just playing. And, and they, they played, played well. Really well. They're one of the groups that I thought might have been better on the move than they were standing still. Might have. Because dude. we had friends. Energy calmed them down. <laughs> yeah, we had friends that were in the lot still on semifinals, and we were inside watching. And they messaged us said, dude, the cadets are giving up a lot of little stuff right now. Yeah. And they got on the field, and it was phenomenal. And I, the energy required to play their book on the move and the energy required to play standing still is like totally different. night and day. Yeah, so, so I, I could c- see some of that, like just used to running and gunning yeah and going all out and then when you're in the lot trying to like hold back almost yeah, so you don't overplay or rush or whatever yeah but it's i love that show i liked the book the writing was I'm great i'm so glad um, and the zebra cake band shirt the zebra cake that was band hilarious. Shirt. zebra had, cake donated a bunch of zebra cakes to them finals day they, did they? there was a video That's on instagram hilarious. of like all of the kids getting zebra cakes from the box at lunch there was like that ongoing joke about the uniforms looking like zebra cakes and they just owned it and they rocked it and on the some of the cadet shirts they had it printed like hashtag zebra cake band. I was like, yes. Yep. I love when that stuff happens. Just take it and run with it. It's, it's fun. Great. So they finished. Cadets were seventh. Seventh. Ah. Which is wild. I think they should have been a little higher, but again, it could be front ensemble related. BK being in eighth could have been potentially front ensemble related. I really don't know. Yeah, because next up from cadets was Cavaliers, and Cavaliers, I thought the Cavaliers pit was great. That's true. And they have that Xylo moment, which is probably one of the, my favorite moments. The quad Xylo thing? Yeah, where yeah, the quads and the Marimba players me strap too. on the me Xylos. Too. Dude, that's, that's cool. Yeah. It's a throwback to the... They had you know, they had a, I, one of my favorite snare tunings, I would say, of the evening from the lot. It was just very crispy. They ticked more in person than I thought they would. I agree. There was a lot of roles that were very, but it's very exposed and not locked in. Tuning was very and exposed, and when they were in, like they had a really good battery blend. I yes, felt like when it hit, yeah. it sounded great. It just didn't hit as much as I expected it to from what yeah. I'd seen uh, earlier throughout the season. Yeah, um, man, we're powering through these Cavaliers. Yeah, I liked it, loved it. Ticked a little more in person than what I heard in videos, but they're still really good. Sixth place. That's nuts. Um, their front is always great, and Did they Blue were Coats great. Did Bluecoats end up in fifth? Uh, Bluecoats ended up in fifth. I think they yes. got fourth finals night, though. Yeah, they were. F- 
No, the, I'm looking at finals night. Oh, you're not looking at the average? No, no, no. Of three nights? Okay. No, I'm looking at finals night. I don't know what the averages were except out of the top three. Okay, whatever. I don't, I don't know how those other groups ended uh, up. So, yeah, I think fifth is right where the blue coat should have been. They ended up being much, much better. Uh, they were better this year at the end of the season than last year, for sure. Yeah. Um, they, they ended up, they got a lot better, I feel like, in the last two weeks of the season. Yes. From Atlanta onward, they kind Although, of things. Dude, that crazy thing, we, we were like, semifinals night, we were like, did they lose a snare drummer? We were watching them. Yeah. And then somebody was like, yeah, like a speaker fell on him, and then like this other thing happened, and he like tripped over a saber, and then this happened, and he yeah, just he like. Yeah, he had a combination of like four unfortunate events happen all in a row within like, like a, a bug, day and a, a half. a series of unfortunate events. <laughs> yeah. So apparently a speaker fell on, it was, the, it was a really tall snare drummer. Yeah, I did find out though. Luckily, he has two more summers left. So That's my first question. Out. I was like, "Was he age out?" And they're he, like, "No." I was no, like, "Oh, okay. thank God." He's got two more summers left tomorrow, suck. so he's young. But a speaker fell on him, and I think that was. I think Tom, we, Tom Rarick is who we got the scoop from. He goes, "Yeah." The speaker fell on him, which I think wasn't what caused the ending injury, but it like started initiated, it, it initiated damage the to his leg to or what, his knee or whatever it was. So then he did that, and then the next morning he woke up, and walking out of the gym they were sleeping in, he tripped on a saber and fell on his knee. And then what was the third thing that happened? It was something else I don't know if it was just something like marching around, like aggravating it or something. On top of those two things, getting hit by the speaker and then tripping and falling on it over a saber, and then like just crazy wild. Just like a rare thing. Circumstances. But So yeah, they ended up with eight snares, but they were much better than they were even when we saw them in Kentucky. I still don't like the snare tuning. It's too low. It bleeds into the quad voicing. When they play low and when they play low rolls, like at the edge, and the quads are playing on the spock, it's like almost the exact same timbre and voice. I'm just like, yeah. no. Yeah. <laughs> need to be a little higher. There just needs to be more separation. You don't get like the, the happy marriage of high, middle, low with the Agreed. bass drums. Uh, Agreed. So but yeah, I was, that's I was like the, as an alumni, I was very happy to see that they uh, really got a, a ton better. And they weren't bad by any means all season, but they definitely improved a lot. So I was pretty happy. With, they were very much cleaner. Yeah, and we were talking to last... some like caption heads and people that work on other staffs and stuff. And of course, everybody wants to always finish higher, but at the same time, they were like, yeah, like, man, we look at the recaps, we're like, oh, man, we're in X place. But then you like look at the people above you, and you're like, oh, they're good. Oh, yeah, they're really good, too. So you're just like, man, it's just, it's tight. It was cutthroat this year. It was cutthroat, man. Competition was fierce. So then after Blue Coats, it was... Boston. Boston? Boston. See, I I haven't (laughs) been on the Boston hype train ever since since they've, like, had that turnaround as an entire core. Uh, They're definitely very good. I don't like, I've said it before, I'll say it again, the snare drum tuning is way too choked off, way too dry. The top heads have to feel like playing yeah. on, a, on a table. They sound like they feel terrible to play on. <laughs> Correct. Like the top heads are high. Uh, they play the lowest rolls, though. That is true. They're they get like, down there. Their three-inch roll is, is true. might be lower. It than might be lower, inches. dude. They and were in there. It's, Those low, it's fast good. rolls just... It's very good. So that was very cool. They... I feel like played better in the lot than they did on the move. On the move, yes, one hundred percent. The stuff that they played in the show and semifinals that you see the videos of on YouTube, the Marimba spiritual, that stuff was nails. But they're also standing still for that. Yeah, there's some stuff in some of their harder drill moments that you could hear. I was like, they had hard drill too, though. That was questionable. They were running. That battery was running a lot too. Yeah, but what I would give 
the cadets more credit for. I think the cadets played better on the move, handling that demand better than Boston did. Yeah, for sure. The cadets handled their difficulty of drill and maintaining a level of clarity much better than I thought Boston did on the move. Drumline for sure. Yeah. Yeah. All the while the pit doesn't yeah. move and play, but Obviously. yeah, <laughs> drumline for sure. But Boston was good though, man. Like thinking back to like what that core was just two years ago and what they are two years later. It's even like, last year. Yeah, they, they weren't even... Two years ago, people were like, oh, yeah, bottom of the top 12, maybe, yeah, maybe place, they'll get in. Place. Yeah. Uh, but now, like, fifth place, one guard, even though it did win we're guard. strictly, like, mostly about percussion and stuff, but, like, good for them, man. Yeah, that core has done a complete Boston 180. Crusaders with the George Zengali color guard Phantom, award. Phantom needs to take notes and try and do the same turnaround that Boston's done recently, because Phantom well, has... Spend that money. Basically, <laughs> that's basically what it comes down to. Spend the money on designers and the right staff members, and yep. anything's possible. So they got fourth, and then Crown got third, which... Yeah. So the top three from third to first, where Crown was in third... I think there was a pretty good separation, too, between the top three percussion sections. Even though everyone was really good, I think there was a cutoff. Like, like those top three were definitely Like the top still three, better. like I wouldn't have been surprised to see them flip-flop around in order... And then four through eight down the any blue given nights. Night, any given night. I wouldn't have been surprised to see them flip around in order. And then like nine through 12. I think that those are like the tiers in my mind. Even though everyone was much better. It was a great year for percussion. I just feel like that's the separation. One through three, they were kind of in a league of their own. And then four through eight. And they were kind of in the mix, flip-flopping. And then nine through 12 yep. in my mind. And so it went crown, blue devils, um, Vanguard and the, the th- I would have swapped BD and Crown. This is it, not the recap that I'm supposed to be looking at, but keep talking. Oh, uh, whatever. Sorry. Um, I would have I would have Vanguard winning. I think they were as an as a complete package. I think Vanguard had the best overall percussion package. However, I think other groups had subsections that were p- potentially better th- than some of Vanguard's subsections of the percussion section. I think Vanguard had the best pit. Is that a fair statement? Uh, I think Vanguard had the... Their front yeah. ensemble was phenomenal. Yeah. I think they had the best front ensemble this summer for sure. I don't think that's a question. Um, I don't think... I think they had... Uh, they might have had the best quad line. I didn't see a whole lot of BD's quad line. But I wasn't super, super impressed with anyone else's quad lines, really. Crown's quad line was super clean. Super clean, but I think... But Vanguard's quad line played... Was it's, hard to, very, it's hard to compare. Clean. They played way more notes. Correct. I'll way say that. more notes. That doesn't necessarily mean it was harder, but they did play a lot more. I don't think Vanguard's snare line was the best snare line this year. No. I would I would put, like... I would put Crown I'd and put maybe Crown, BD over the BD. I would even put Cadets in that conversation for one of the top three or four snare lines. Uh, I think Cadets take too much. In the, well, in the lot, Cadets take too much maybe. for my taste. Maybe. So, man, that's fair. But I don't I don't think Vanguard had the best snare line. I don't think they had the best. I think Cadets had the best baseline. Cadets', Cadets baseline was nasty. Cadets' baseline was stupid good. Luco's baseline was really good, too. Luco's was didn't, also I very, lost They them, didn't expose though. them. I lost I them. I didn't notice them that much. Yeah, I would be like, you watch their base warm-ups, and like, these dudes are, are playing phenomenal. sick stuff. But then, like, in the show beats, it got lost. Yep. And, yep. well, part of that was also voicing, too. Like Yeah. But, yep. anyway. So, Vanguard definitely didn't have the best baseline. I think they had the best pit and quad line. And I think it's arguable, or debatable, they were in the top three of snare lines, but I don't think they had the best one. No, I don't think so either. 
so Crown was third. Crown's drumline played with a quality of sound, approach, and balance. Well, level of uniformity. Like, that... not, not even balance section to section, but just balance player to player. Snare drummer to snare drummer to snare drummer to quad drummer to quad drummer to bass drummer. Just everybody was hitting the drum the same way. And it was just, mm-hmm. it hits you in the chest. Just watching them play their triplet rolls exercise, I was just like, this feels It was on a different amazing. level yeah. than any other triplet no roll No one exercise. else played with that quality of sound. It's, it's, we said BK had phenomenal triplet rolls, and they did, but it's a, it was a different kind of sound. BK plays with more of that finesse, um, lighter touch on their rolls. Yeah. Crown digs into the drum. But it was they, still open. Exactly. It wasn't It wasn't a choked off, harsh, poundy kind of sound. Yeah. Their hands still were relaxed. They just had so much velocity behind the, each stroke, and, and it's just, it was a different kind of quality yeah and what which one you like more is up to personal preference i prefer crown's quality of roles and just in general sound quality i enjoy listening to both schools of thought but if i had to pick which one i would rather play like or teach i would pick crown and i think the fact that crown was one of the cleanest if not the cleanest on any given night drumline speaks to the utility of that approach yeah. You're placing every note. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, you're not dropping anything in. There's no finessing anything or feather over... Tapping. There's no feather tapping going on. Like, each member is placing the notes. Like, they're, they, they, they're feeling the exact rhythm they're playing, and they're playing them exactly. We, right. we used this example. Like, we were walking around, and we left there a lot, and I was like, man, I feel like if I asked any individual in their battery to play the show by themselves, it, it, would, sound all, good. it would all sound good. It, it would, would sound, sound good. almost the exact same, person yeah. to person. Because to achieve that level of quality with the way they play, that has to be the case. Yeah. It can't be any other way. Nobody's hiding. Whereas on the flip side, the way Rennick does things, at least as an outside observer, it seems this way, um, you can look at his snare lines, and the people on the outside are not hitting the drum with the same velocity as the people on the center they're five or center definitely four. not contributing the same sound. No, not at all. Not, um, no. Their heights might be equal, but... It, eh, I, sometimes. All right, well, <laughs> whatever. But, and I don't know... Something we talked about with Vanguard was we at some points in their lot yesterday, we were standing within five to ten feet of them, and you could hear, like, tick, 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 tick. People, little people scratchy stuff. Out. Little yeah. scratchy stuff. Balance things. But I think the way they have... The drums tuned, the way that tier system that I think they use is somebody comment and correct me if you marched Vanguard or marched under Rennick and you know uh, this is not the case, uh, correct us. But when you stood 30 feet away, and I tested this, we stood up in, I stood up in front of them. We moved around a lot. And you could point out little tiny little scratchy things that would pop out on the beginnings of phrases or exiting a buzz roll or somebody, whatever. Somebody the, crescendoing out of a roll or not yeah. decrescendoing, the finishing a roll. But just, if you went and walked 20 to 30 feet away, it sounded great. Yeah. None of that stuck out. You couldn't tell any of that was there. And uh, honestly, something that was a big difference, standing 30 feet away from Crown Snare Line, it's a wall of snare sound coming at you because all nine just of a them wall of sound, man. are hitting the drum the same way. Dude. Whereas with Vanguard, the sound became more centralized towards the center of that snare line the farther you got away yeah and I, they're great i'm yeah i don't take this as me <laughs> saying they weren't one of the best snare lines this summer they because, deserve to win yes that percussion because trophy. they were but if 
Evan said a second ago, if you had any of Crown snare drummers play their book by themselves, it was probably going to sound pretty dang good. I don't believe that if I had the center snare for Vanguard play their opener or this 16-bar phrase of part of their show by himself, and then I asked the dude on the end to do it, that it would sound the same. No. I don't believe it. I absolutely would argue that that is 100% not the case that it wouldn't sound the same. I will admit And I would be like, prove it. If if somebody would argue with me, I'd be like, prove it. I don't believe they can't play it rhythmically correct and accurately with the right heights, but in terms of the sound produced by the way they're hitting the drum... I would not do not believe until somebody proves it to me by having the yeah. center and then an end player take turns and have it sound the same. I don't believe it would sound the same. Yeah, but before we backtrack, obviously it works. Yes, clearly, <laughs> clearly they sound three great. Three Pete tonight. Three yeah, Pete right. this weekend. I mean, three drum trophies in a row speak so. for itself. Which I want to talk about their dominance here in a minute since we've gotten through the recap now. But well, we didn't BD. We kind of glossed yeah, we gotta them. Talk about- I was surprised that they were better than I they were better than I thought they were going to be correct. I came in not expecting much from what I'd seen on the internet and on the streams yeah. so far and they're not exposed a whole lot in their show so just watching the flow streams they don't play and the a whole lot. But when they do play it is difficult. Yes, their book was hard. Um, probably too hard. Maybe. Uh maybe. Th- yeah, some of those things is like not consistent cuz it's so hard. It's like you'd have a rap where it sounds good and then have a rap where it's like meh. BD nope. didn't do anything that makes them stand out and make me want to talk about them. Yeah, other than the fact that on semifinals night, I couldn't hear their drumline at all because those system blue drums oh, do not man. resonate and do not project. I mean, They're still we, trying to figure those things out. And They're I still doubt, making a lot of modifications to them. But. I don't doubt one day, one summer, they're going to come out, or one winter, RCC is going to come out, and those drums are going to sound glorious. I feel like in the they're, winter, it doesn't matter, though, because like, you don't have to project as much. You're true. so up close and personal Well, in one the gym. summer, BD is going to come out when they made the right tweaks to those things, Yeah, and they're going to sound way better. Well, they're just going to end up adding more wood to them, because they start out like completely carbon fiber or carbon ply or whatever, mm-hmm. and they're like, oh, we'll add a little bit more wood. Now we'll add a little bit more wood. Now we'll add a little bit more wood, which defeats the purpose, because that makes them heavier. Yeah. But... The wood is where it's at. You just gotta have some. Yeah, yeah. but yeah, it's just good wood. I would have had BD in third, Crown in second, because, like I said, Vanguard and Crown make me want to talk about them. Yeah, they make me want to watch videos of them. They make me want to see them. BD, we walked over to their lot, watched them for a little, heard bit. some show chunks, the end of their exercises, and I, we kind of looked at each other and were just like, all right, I've heard enough. Like they're not doing anything. It's very that makes BD. Me, yeah, it's just BD. They're there. They're consistent. They're always in the conversation. Just they didn't do anything to make themselves be the talk of finals weekend, I guess. Yeah. So, um, I think, did we cover, that was a pretty quick little rundown. Pretty quick. But I mean, it's not right. really, it's been 35 minutes. Well, yeah, alright. But, uh, so I want to talk about Vanguard's continued dominance before we close this sucker out. So, like we said, they've won a drum trophy the last three years. 16, 17, 18. Who won in 15? BD? Uh, me? Because Vanguard won in 14, too. I don't know. I'd have to look it up. So let's, so four, four out of the last five summers, a Rennick line has won a drum trophy. And it's to me, it just screams consistency. And not just in the approach of how they do things, in staff, in the writing, in the members. The, what, the process they go through throughout the summer to teach and learn and clean it's, it's, it's got to be a science at this point. And if you look at other cores, and I mean, you can look at the consistency factor when you look at BD. 
they've had the same staff doing it the same way in, in percussion land for so many years. They're always in the top three every single summer. And that's kind of, too, why you've seen an increase, too, in, like, Crown, like, 15, 16, 17, 18, they've had consistency of writing, staff, text, and even if the text, because texts shuffle around a lot every summer, people get busy, they get other jobs, you know, but the text, like, Rennick probably has different texts every few years, but they're all his kids. They come through his system. They, they, know, all, how, they know the mold. They, yeah, they know how the process works, they know how t- how he wants people to drum to play his book well, he knows what they they know how to do it, whereas other groups are have a new caption head every freaking three years. And <laughs> guys, are, around. guys are shuffling around and you just can't build that level of consistency. And until other groups can maintain a consistent staff, whether it takes more money, whether it just takes the stars aligning, I don't know. Vanguard is going to continue to dominate or wherever Rennick is, is going to continue to dominate. They just, they have, a system and it works and they just cycle through and he has kids that go to UNT and this and that and they have like the troopers now where half of his staff works at the troopers and they have the vanguard cadets where some of their staff probably works at the vanguard cadets they have like feeder two feeder course plus UNT which is basically the feeder program for him whatever drum corps he's at it's insane it is absolutely insane I mean if you go back as far as the last 10 years. How many drum trophies has Rennick won since 2010? Let's go back 12. More than that. Because that was oh, the 08. first one. The 06 they, was the first one. So 06. BD and 07. So we've won. 08. They, 08, won. they won. 2010, they won. Then 14, 16, 17, 18. And that three years where he didn't win was the transition from Phantom to Vanguard to really get everything up and running again the way he wanted it. Yep. So Cavaliers won in 11. Blue Devils won in 12. Cadets won in 13. That's one drums in 13? Yeah, dude. They were nasty. I don't remember. I need to watch a video. Yeah. I don't remember the cadets from 13. They did that Medea remake. Oh. Yeah. Zoom. You're right. They were phenomenal. Buzz drags. Yeah, you remember that now. Playing rim shots. So you got got snare rolls to their eyeballs. You got 6, 8, 10, 15, no, no, 14, 14, 16, 16, 17, 18. Seven out of the last 12 years. Oh, batting over 50%. Like, that is (laughs) insane. Absolutely insane. Yeah, man. That's like... Mm. And I don't see it ending anytime soon. Yeah, they're like now, I think... Because him and his wife... They're in the leaderboard for most drum trophies. Well, Vanguard is now in the leader for most drum trophies in DCI in history. history. But Rennick has like... A lot of those. Four of those now. It's... Four of the 14. It's crazy. And now, again, BD's has the consistency... Crown, where Crown finished in drums last summer? Third? Fourth? Uh, fourth, I think. So, Crown has got some level of consistency now. You're going to see them in that top conversation in the top three or four groups every summer. They'll start giving, biting at the doors. Yeah, and they're going to win a drum trophy soon, I guarantee it. Within the next couple years, Crown will win a drum trophy. I hope so. Um, (laughs) right? It's just... And then you see groups like... Who do, who do we think we're going to see staff changes at? Speaking of non-consistency. Uh, staff changes. Uh, I mean, I think we'll definitely... Madison. I think Madison might have a change. I think of, Madison is going to have like a change of core. They're going to like relabel themselves almost. Maybe. I'm predicting that they go co-ed. It wouldn't surprise me if you saw changes. They were already doing like surveys at the beginning of the year or something about yeah. like, how do you feel if we were to go co-ed? I'm like, sweet, great, do it. 
Okay. You guys need to draw as much talent as you can, and yeah. yeah. I think not? you could see some stuff happen at Phantom, even if it's not from a caption head standpoint. Uh, yeah, I think for like tech staff and maybe some of the caption, their ranger I don't think will change. I think Rob will stay there. Yeah. Um, is Rob maybe, not the caption head? Is he just the arranger? Well, caption. I don't know what everybody labels it or There's what they call it, what their roles and... or what their duties are, but. I think Derek Shannon may be the caption head. I don't even know who that is. Uh, but I'm not 100% on that. So, Speaking of Phantom, I want to point this out. I saw the most miserable looking thing I've ever seen. We were Phantom was leaving the lot finals day. <laughs> and you know how the snare drums all put on quads? Yeah. So they're leaving the lot in a, in a line. Back to their buses to go over to the stadium. They're all... Uh, so to and from every lot all season... They had to wear the quads and carry their snare drum in their arms. Can we get a golf cart for these? This is miserable. Yeah, can we just pull a cart behind us with all the quads on it? I didn't sign up for this. Yeah, man, that sucks. I would have been a little (laughs) salty if I would made the snare line. and They were like, hey, you also have to carry quads around all summer, too, for like a 45 seconds period of the show. But that means you have to carry them to and from every rehearsal and every lot and every stadium. That doesn't sound like fun. That sounds... I was watching them walk out, and I was like, they have to be really happy this is the last time they ever have to haul all that gear around to and from a warm-up. Oh, my god! It just looked awful. Something uh, I would never want to do. But, yeah, man. Another DCI Finals come and gone. It was a good, fun weekend. I'm exhausted. And I need it's to... Now it's high school band time. Right? Band camp season's <laughs> over. Now Teaching we get high to... school band. Jeez. Oh, man. Well, I think I don't have anything else. We kind of yeah, we kind of ripped, we ripped through it, busted through all that, and I don't know what's next. Marching band, WGI. Uh, yeah, WGI auditions right around the corner. Jeez, <laughs> some in people like, some people August, start auditions in August. Some people start in like August and September. Not August. There's no way. Some people. There's no group that has an audition for an independent group in August. I bet somebody does. For sure, September. Comment on the video if you know a group that has auditions for an independent group. Scholastic groups might get started. Nah, they'll hold up till marching band's over, probably. Uh, I mean, okay, whatever. But anyway, but, independent group. Anybody. Any independent group. I, don't I bet somebody is in August. September, for sure. Most groups do it by the end of September. They've had their first audition. Yeah. Which I think is ridiculous. But that season's already long enough. Yeah. But, I'm not ready for it. Yeah, man. Well, that's all I got. Yeah, me too. So, again, um, follow us on Podbean if you use it already. If you don't and don't want to watch on YouTube anymore, it's a very small app you can download on your smartphone. I don't think you have to sign up even. No. I'd like you to so you could follow it. Give us the follow on there. Yeah, but... but... if you don't want to sign up to listen, you don't have to. Um, It's a way to listen not on YouTube. Until we get the iTunes And then hopefully within the next few weeks, I'll get the bugs worked out with the iTunes podcast submission, and we can get that up there too. So that'll be an option. And in the meantime, keep telling your friends. Um, let us give us feedback in the comments or e- email us at uh, agedoutpodcast at gmail.com. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Hit us up on Instagram, Facebook, and we will be back in a couple weeks. Peace.